Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you. Enjoy. Good morning, friends. Man, good to be. Yeah, good to be in the house, right? Yes, and especially those of you joining us online. What's up? What's up? Man, it's always great. And man, Sanchez did a great job last week. So uh, it's, it's really been a great series. If you're a first time here, if you haven't been here in a while, we've been in this conversation about what it means to really have a full relationship with God, like a deep relationship. I mean, not just living your best life because we all want to do that. But no, it's more than that. It's what, what does it mean to have a rich relationship in full color with, with God? But, um, but so it's been really great to have these conversations. But today, though, I want to start off and I want to ask a question uh, that is super controversial, super controversial, okay? And I know, I know, some of you are thinking probably, listen, we've had the controversy. You know what I'm saying? We've had years of it. Do we really need another thing? But I, I really... I really believe, I feel led to by God to actually ask this question. And it might, it might just split the church, but we're just going to do it, okay? It's a yes and no question. It's a yes and no question, okay? This, this is the question. Okay, are you guys ready? You guys ready? Okay. Are there such certain things, is there a certain thing as an ugly baby? Anybody? <laughs> How many would you, okay, just say yes, yes, anybody? Yes. Okay, there are ugly babies. There are ugly babies do exist, right? Okay. Did someone just go, uh? Were you, were you one? I mean, no, 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 no. I, I, I was, I was. I, a couple of weeks ago, I put up, I had a, at a birthday, and I'm not going to tell you how old I was, or am, um, but uh, 47. Um, and uh, and uh, I put a picture of myself, like, I, as, a, as a kid, and it was super cute. I thought it was super cute, and I was sitting on something, I don't know, whatever. But anyways, and I think most people thought, oh, man, it's so cute. But I just want you to know, in my culture, I was an ugly baby. Because in, because in my culture, if you're light-skinned, uh, I don't know if you guys can relate. Some of you guys can relate. If you can't, just let you know, okay? If you're light-skinned, you're pretty. If you're light-skinned, you're beautiful. If you're darker, if you have a sweet tan, you're not. Which is the reverse in the Western culture, right? It's amazing. But brown people, that's our issues, okay? So we have different ideas of a pretty baby or, you know, cute baby and things like that. Now, I, I bring this up because I think that so many of us, we find ourselves like really um, letting babies slide on a lot of things. We just do. We just do. We, we, we just don't call them out. No, you need to do something. You don't look good. You know, like we don't, we, we need to be harsher on babies, I think. Uh, I do, I do. So, okay, let, let, me, let me explain why. My, my son, who is amazing, who's 17, who's actually helping in the tech team today with the tech team, but <laughs> really, we're just going to clap about everything? Are you guys just want to clap? Is that the thing? It's just like you're dying to, like, 
you guys have not seen people? Is that the thing? Like, what, what's going on here? Okay. So, um, yeah, so he had reflux when he was born. So what it means is, is that he would have a, a meal, he would have milk, and then most of the time he would just throw it out. And it was awful, and it was, it was tough for him. And, uh, and I remember, like, people loving babies and holding him, and we would tell people, like, listen, he has reflux, which means is he just had some milk, and if you don't, if you don't watch it, he's going to throw up on you. Okay, he is okay, and I, I and I would be very careful. Careful, but people who are like super into babies are like, oh no no no, that's all right, it's okay, it's all right. I'm like, no no, don't burp him, don't burp him. And again, it would happen. It would always happen. And and there are some women. I will just say women, okay, because guys, there were a few, but not a whole lot. But there's some women. They don't even care if he throws up on them. Like I think I remember one woman. She he threw up on her, and she kind of went like right there. And she was like, oh, it's so cute. It's okay. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> and I'm like, what is, go- what is going on? No, no, he's so cute. I'm like, no, he, that's not cute. Stop getting, letting him get away with stuff. No. It's not happening. Okay, now, it's cute because he's a baby, right? Now, if, imagine if you, if you would do that now. He's 17 now. <laughs> I, I want to I I get that woman again and say, come, on, come, come hug him and let him throw up. What? what would you, would you do that? <laughs> no, no, no one would do that, right? Because obviously as, uh, as, 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 as babies and, and as kids, uh, we get away with a few things. As Christian babies, we get away with a lot of stuff. But there are certain things that when you're a, when you're a Christian baby, when you're a juvenile Jesus follower, uh, it's cute. It's okay. It's all right. But then when you are an adult or you're supposed to be an adult and then you act like a kid, it's not cool. It's not cool at all, right? Now, how many of you maybe even know someone, maybe a Christian, or maybe you found out that the person you thought was an adult follower of Jesus is actually a bratty, bratty teenager, spiritually? How many of you have met a, like, oh my gosh, like a seriously insecure 45-year-old spiritual Jesus follower? How many of you have met or interacted with people online and you're like, I thought you were a seasoned believer, if you know that term, and you're acting like a kid, or you're acting like a bully, or you're acting like, like we, we used to do in middle school or high school. And not against middle school or high schools, love them. But there's a point of which we have to grow up, right? I know, this, some, some of you guys are like, okay, it was all funny and now it's all like serious. But I think we have to grow up. I think the world needs not juvenile Jesus followers. The, what, what's going on in our world right now, what's happening in our world right now, the church has ability to step into it, but you and I have to like really grow up in certain ways. There are some of us, we've been childish when it comes to our faith. We, be, we believe this lie that we are supposed to have a childlike faith. And we are supposed to have a childlike faith, but not a childish faith. That there comes a point where you start your relationship with God, and you're okay, it's cute, and you mess up, and, and you're, you're, you're trying to figure things out. But then you put away childish things. So are we up for the challenge? Because I'll tell you what, the world needs it. The world needs not like, uh, like, like bullying, uh, petty, uh, juvenile Jesus followers uh, representing the church. No, we need, we need mature, understanding, responsible, um, seasoned, 
um, full of wisdom and knowledge and grace, people who are maturing and ever growing in their faith. Because if the church is going to be the answer, if the church is ever going to be this hope, if the church is going to present a gospel that says, hey, there is hope for all people, if we're going to ever reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus, which, by the way, that's what we're signing up for as a church, if we're ever going to do that, we're not going to do that as kids, and we're not going to do that as babies. We have to do that as seriously um, sober people, knowing that we're not perfect, but we're moving forward. We're moving and asking God to show us more and more and allow us to grow up in him. And so I think we're up for the challenge. I think we are. So are you, right? We are, maybe? All right, let's do this. Turn to the person next to you and say, you need to grow up. <laughs> yes. See, some of you have been meaning to do that for a while. For a while, right? Let's jump in. Let's jump in. If you've got, your, uh, if you've got any scriptures, if you've got a Bible, if you've got an iPhone... The first passage is in 1 Corinthians 13, and it says this. This is Paul. He's, he's kind of giving us an insight into his spiritual maturity. He says this. He says, when I was a, what's the word? Child, I spoke about what? Childish matters. That means I've, I ranted and raved on Facebook about stuff that didn't matter. <laughs> That's what he's saying. He said, man, oh my gosh, what was I doing? What was I doing? And for I saw things like a child, and guess what? And my reasons on Instagram were like a child. But the day came. The day came when I what? Matured. And I set, a, set aside my childish ways. Not like, oh, I'm taking a break from social media. I'll come back and rain. No, uh, no, 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 no. I put away childish things. So how did he do this? I think it's, it's fundamentally, he moved from a point of like this notion that we grow up in as we become followers of Jesus that, that and I've heard. Now, I grew up in a Muslim faith, and so as a, from sort of like an outsider, I had to learn what it means to be a follower of Jesus, what it means to be the church, what it means to attend church and act like a person who goes to church. And so I was... Um, you know, introduced to a lot of um, phrases. And so people would come up to me and, and, as, and I started leading um, ministries and church stuff and all that. And people would say things like, you know, oh man, this church really feeds me. And I heard this phrase and I heard, as a pastor, I heard, you know, people like, they're like, oh, you feed us or I've been fed here. And then when people would leave, they would say, this church is no longer what? feeding me. And so I heard, I understood that concept, what they were trying to say, but it was this idea of, it's like, this church doesn't feed me anymore. I'm not being, being what? Fed. Which is really cute, isn't it, as a kid? As, as a kid, it's cute. It's cute to feed a kid. It's not cute to feed an adult. But anyways, okay? But then I would also hear phrases like, oh, I don't, I'm not being led here. I'm not being led well here in this church. Which again, again, you hold a child's hand, right? You don't hold an adult hand. I mean, you do if you're in love or whatever, okay? But you don't, you don't, you don't lead people like that. Just, no, you, you have to be led. You don't need someone to lead you. Or by the way, are you wanting and waiting for someone else as a single adult to lead your life for you? Because if you are, friend, I, I love you. Listen, no, it's childish, it's juvenile. You don't do that. You don't need a person to complete you. That's not a thing. And if, if, if you believe that's a thing, you're going to always uh, have, want that. Even after a couple of marriages, you're going to always want that. Because the person is never going to lead your family well. 
Friends, we have to move on. What about this idea of like, hey, I haven't been changed. Like, I think some of us, I have had people come up to, to me and they, they leave Mosaic or they leave a ministry that I've, uh, you know, been a part of over the years. And they said, oh, I just really haven't changed. And I'm like, you need me to change you? <laughs> I go, really? I mean, I do put up with your crap, but seriously. <laughs> like, I want to say that, but, right? I want to, but I don't. Why? Because I am not a juvenile. Because as an adult, you get to, and you have a responsibility to handle your emotions. You don't say it out loud, you think it. You think it. No, you can control yourself. So I think Paul's saying is, hey, there's a point that I kind of grew up. And so if you want to know something, and if you haven't been a part of us for a while, I want you to know this. Like, God loves to see you grow. God loves to see you grow. And that's why Jesus was born as a baby and he grew up as we witnessed him. See, God loves the fact that you're a baby and you're childish and, and you struggle with things. He loves that, but he wants you to what? Grow, grow up. Like, th that's why most spiritual um, illustrations Jesus used was about growth, organic growth. God just loves watching you grow up. But man, it is sad when someone refuses to grow up. You just get older. You just don't ever grow up. And so I think I want us to know that there is hope for this. This is, this is a good thing for all of us. And I think we, I think if you're watching, you, you, we can step into this. We can step into it. So I, what I want to do is I want to take you through a couple of stages that I've come up with. That, and again, this is not a perfect science. This is my opinion in terms of the, what the scriptures have told me. This is, uh, this is something that you can wrestle through. So I want to give you a couple of stages, okay? I want to give you the first one, stage one. The stage one phase in any spiritual uh, endeavor. Uh, now, if you decide to be a Muslim, if you're like, I'm going to be a Muslim. Well, uh, because I was one, and the first thing you have to say is, La ilaha illallah. Muhammadan Rasulullah, which is the shahada, which is the first step of being a Muslim. And then you begin to learn how to say the prayers in Arabic. And then you learn the ceremonies of cleansing because you actually have to have not a shower. You have to have a particular cleansing. There's a certain way you do it, right hand first, left hand second. I mean, it's the same. It's, it's, it's pretty intense, but you have to learn a lot of things. And then, then that's the first step of being a follower of Allah or being a person who is a Muslim. In Christianity and in other religions, there's always the first stage of learning things. You learn. So I'm like learning what to do and what to, not to do. I'm learning. Uh, it's so the first stage in spirituality, the first stage is like you're focused really about your actions, your, um, uh, about not sinning and sinning. You're, you, you, you find out. Like, I don't know about you, but like I remember when I first came to, to, to Christ, I'm having a conversation with my, with my brother, and he was telling me about these things that you're not supposed to do. And we, we all had lists that not to do, right? And depending on your denomination, they were stricter things. Like, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't wear that, you can't do this. And some of you guys are like in trauma coming out of that, okay? But I remember my brother saying, oh, no, no, you're actually accountable for the thoughts you have. I'm like, I'm sorry, What? No, 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 Jesus can do what, I'll do the right thing, but I'm going to have a party up in here. Like, that's not, that's not, you can't do that, don't do that. He was like, no, 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 it's, it's all, it's all of those things. So I was learning a lot of things. We're getting baptized, we're baptizing a person. I didn't get baptized a year after, 
Because I was like, oh, I don't want to be, and I'm not quite sure. I was learning, learning, learning. I think for some of us, we're in this learning phase, and it's so important for us to be there first. So let me read you a passage. This is uh, first. Um, Peter, and this is the paraphrase translation, which is the passion translation. It's pretty awesome. It says this, so abandon every form of evil, uh, deceit, hypocrisy, feelings of jealousy, and slander. And the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must earnestly crave the pure spiritual milk of God's word, for this milk will cause you to grow up into maturity, fully nourished, and strong for life. The word abandoned, actually, in the original Aramaic, which Jesus spoke Aramaic, he is, is the word an, an oasis, rest. He's like, I want you to get to a point when you come into faith to take a rest from, to have the sense of peace. That's why so many of us experience peace when you come into a, a, a beginning relationship with God. You're like, there's a release, there's a freedom. He says, I want you to abandon this idea, but he says, I want you to rest from the feeling of evil, the feeling of sin and deceit. And then hypocrisy, which is funny because the Aramaic uh, word there actually translated in English means wearing a mask, which is interesting. And he says, like, I want you to move away from this idea of living a certain kind of life, not allowing people to know who you are. And, and I want you to remember, remember that the first thing you need to do when you come to a faith, a genuine faith in God, is that you need to not wear, like, you need not cover up. You need to be really intimate with God. And then when he says this idea of, like, uh, crave the pure spiritual milk, he's talking about this idea of, like, uh, and he says, um, he says, the milk of God's word. He's not talking about the Bible because the Bible wasn't even written. He's talking about the voice of God and a, a communication and a communion with God. He says this, basically, the phrase there in Aramaic could be uh, like the breast of a mom. Like, I want you to be so close up front in stage one, to be so close, to be fed by the first milk, I mean, for the first uh, nourishment of humanity, milk. Like, I want you to be so close to that that you start there, but you don't stop there. That's just, that's just what? Stage one, because you're kind of like figuring out and you're cleaning up some stuff. But then you have to move on. You have to move to stage two. And stage two, friends, maybe some of you guys are like, I'm still in stage one. Fine. Realize where you are in these stages, but let's what? Let's grow up. Let's move forward. So stage two, what does stage two look like? Stage two is, I think it's like not learning the things you need to do. You're actually doing the things you, you've learned. Like a, you are actually practicing this. So going back to a, a Muslim, uh, the, the Muslim uh, uh, example, that's not when you're learning all the al-wadu, which is the cleansing thing. No, you're actually practicing it, and you can do it. Like you're not learning the Arabic prayers. No, you, you have them down. You are a practicing a Muslim. As a Christian, I think we do, that's where we, we, we go, we hit phase two and we go, okay, now I know. I know basically what to do. I know how to be a Christian. I know how to be a person who uh, loves God. I have changed some things in my life. I've stopped doing this. I have a different set of values, which is great. But this is also the stage where you learn to become religious, you learn to become very much a person who does this and this and this. You, in this stage, become a church person. You, you're like, oh, I'm a church person. Have you met someone that says, I'm not a church guy? 
I'm not church, I'm not, church, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into that. Like, you're saying, no, 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 I, I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not practicing that. Here's the issue with this kind of stage, though. This is a unique stage because this stage, stage two, has the ability to give you, uh, to convince you that you're all grown up. Like, you're not just, now that you, because you know all the stuff you need to do. You, you can get stuck in this phase. Because what happens in this phase is, is that you end up being a little bit uh, self-centered because you, now you're actually trying to perfect, perfect how you do the things you were taught. Like you are the best at all these things. That's when, you, that's when denominations and people, religious people get really weird because all they're doing is like they're pointing fingers, right? Like I'm better than you, you're better than me or whatever, I got to do this, I, you, well, you should do that, you should do this. This because we're, we think we're all grown up, but we're really, we're really not. Uh, uh, Paul here in Hebrews, he's writing to a very religious group of people, Jewish people who've become followers of Jesus, so they understand this idea of like rule keeping. He says this, he says there's, there's, there's much more we could say uh, about this, uh, but it is difficult to explain, especially because you are spiritually dull. He says, because you're spiritually dull and you don't, you don't seem to listen. You have, been follow, you have been believers for so long now, and you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you, you need someone to teach you, again, the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat what? Solid food. Now, again, he's being very harsh here. Again, just so you know, i got to remind you guys, the, the Bible is a list, is, 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 especially the New Testament, is letters that were written to other people. Like, we're, like, it didn't come to your mailbox. It came to someone else's. We just took it and we're reading it. So it's, it's written in context. But he's really basically, he's pointing to the fact, though, he's saying, hey, I think there's a point that you can actually become so self-centered in stage two. You can come to a point where you're, like, stuck on this baby milk. You're stuck on this, and you don't move on. And you think you're good. You think you're good. Are you and I there? Are we there? Because I'll tell you what, one sign is, is that if you are focused on defending like your idea of morality or um, practicing your idea of morality and um, uh, defining your level of, my, um, uh, your level of my, uh, um, morality, if you're focused on that, those things, if you're focused on everybody's lifestyle, this is stage two. And it's just stage two. And he's saying is, you gotta, there's more out there. There's more out there. So let's go to stage three. You be good with stage three? Who's ready for three? Three. Say three. 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 Let's go with three. Three is not when you're is moving from not just learning and doing. Now you're experiencing. You're experiencing um, the things you do and the things you don't do and the things you say you're going to do but, but you don't do. It's, it's Paul in one of those letters going, I don't know what I'm, what's going on. I know exactly what to do, but I what? I don't do it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like you wake up in this stage of going, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm super religious, but I have no relationship with God. Oh, I know all the prayers, but I don't believe. Or, uh, oh, I can talk the talk, oh, uh, and, but I can't really walk it. Oh, 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 no, no, no. I do this at church and on Sunday, but on Monday and this, I do this. My business, I lead like this, but people, church people, I talk like this. 
you wake up to like, hold on, there's something going inside of me. You experience yourself. And this stage, I think, is really amazing if you and I step into it, if you and I wake up from it. Because once you wake up from realizing, like being really honest, like, oh, I'm just pretending. Like, I mean, you're not smiling like this, like, ha, 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 ha. But you, 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 you hit this phase when you realize in your walk, in your spirituality, you go, you go, I wish people didn't find out. Like, that I don't have it together. Oh, oh. You, this phase, you're like, oh, something, so, you know something is up. Have you, have, you, have you ever been like, have you ever been woken up prematurely from sleep? Okay, if you have toddlers, God bless you, right? You'll sleep one day. One day it'll happen. Ten, ten years. But one day, right? But it, it's, it's, the worst thing is because like once you're, you can only do, you, you, and I've done this. I've been woken up and I'm like, I don't want to wake up now. Have you ever tried to go back to that dream? I'm like, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Come on. And, and this happened. And uh, why? Because once you're woken up, you can, you can either get up, right, and do something, or you can just pretend like you're sleeping, but you're not. See, spiritually, you can either pretend that God did not show you something, or you can get up like you, right, and actually do something. But once you're woken up, you're woken up. And for some of us, man, we've, been, we've woken up to a lot of things. We're now experiencing the kind of church that we have and the kind of church we really need to be in the U.S. We, we need to be in the world. We're waking up to a lot of good things. But, man, this stage is tough. It's tough. And that's why I want to spend a little bit more time on this. And I want to take you to, I want to show you how Peter kind of grew, grew, grew up. Because Peter's this guy who is, if, the, if there's one guy who acts like a kid, right, as a toddler, as a teenager, and, and as an adult, it's Peter. I mean, we see his life. So if you don't know anything about Peter, Peter is this very emotional guy. He's a follower of Jesus. Early on, he's like all about Jesus. He's the most vocal guy. And, and he has a moment with uh, Jesus where uh, l- the last year of Jesus' time here, he has a moment where, God, where Jesus is like, wow, I can't believe this happened. So it basically is a day where Jesus turns to his disciples and he goes, hey, let me ask you, who do people say that I am? Because we've been doing all these amazing things. Who do you think people say that I am? And Peter just pipes up and goes, you know what? I don't know about anybody else, but I'll tell you what. If you guys know, remember that passage? He goes, you're the, you're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. That's what I think. Right? And all the other disciples are like, uh-oh. Really? Okay, that's okay, okay. And, he, and then Jesus looks at him and goes, now nah, look at you. All grown up. Well, he didn't say that. But anyways, okay. He goes... And he actually says, you know what? There's no way you know this. Like, it's been revealed to you by my spirit, my, by my father. Like, you just kind of, you, you, you're not hearing God. Wow. You're waking up to God's voice inside of you. Wow, yes. And then he tells Peter, man, I'll tell you what. Peter, you are called Peter now. You're the rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Man, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom and all that. And he, he said all this. It was so good, so good. All the disciples had a moment. And then from then on, Jesus started acting and talking very differently to them. 
so let's jump in. I'll, I'll show you. So Matthew 16, verses 21, it literally says, this is the NIV translation. It says, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. That he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. So now Jesus is like, I think you guys are at, the, at a point where you're waking up to God, waking up to what God's doing. I'm going to start talking to you about really what's going to go down now. What's going to go down is there's going to be a lot of pain and suffering on my, uh, to me. There's going to be a lot of things that you're not going to understand, but this is going to need to happen. And so he has this adult conversation with them. This, uh, he's, like, he's inviting them to a, an adult faith. And you think they're going to like, like, okay, we're ready for this. But what does happen is Peter. And Peter maybe triggers and goes back into teenage mode or something. I don't know what happens. Have you ever done that? Have you ever been in a conversation and all of a sudden someone says something and all of a sudden you're a toddler? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is it just me? It's just me. Whatever. Okay. So then he says this. And what happened? Well, we read. Peter, Peter, this is Peter, he took him aside. He took Jesus aside. And he, then he said he began to rebuke him. He took him aside with the word rebuke is basically, hey, 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 let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. We, 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 don't, we don't need to do that. That was good. No, we don't need to do that. We, we don't need to do that. He's basically saying, don't do this again. He's correcting Jesus. Why? Because he's like, you told me I'm Peter upon this rock. I will build my church. And I don't like it. I don't like this. Let's, we're going to build a church. We're going to do it my way kind of thing. Like, let's not do that. You're a good guy. You speak well. You're a teacher. Amazing. That wine trick. Oh, my gosh. Let's bring that back. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, let's not talk about, like, death and dying stuff. Whew, what a downer. No. It's not three day, why three days? Let's just do it in one day. I mean, let, let's not do this. So he says, he says, he rebuked him. And then he said, never, never, Lord, never. This shall never happen to you. We're not doing this. And then Jesus turned to Peter, the Peter, the, upon this rock I will build my church, Peter. And he said, get behind me, Satan. Wow. That's awesome, right? When the Son of God says, Satan, not today, Satan. Like, like what? Satan, you are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus tell, 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 said to his disciples, he says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself, take up their cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life for, will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. So Jesus, all of a sudden, when he started changing his tone, he said, now you're adults, I'm going to have an adult conversation with you. First of all, that, what you just did right there, um, um, you know, I'm not going to call a little kid a Satan, but I'm going to call you an adult because you're an adult. That is, that is not God. Let me just tell you, that is not God. See, when someone can actually look to your face and tell you, hey, 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 I know you're praying about it, I know you're fasting, I know you're doing the thingy, 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 but let me just tell you, that's not God. If you can handle that, that's a sign of maturity. If you can't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So he goes, you're a stumbling block. Like you, don't, you have your concerns in mind. You don't have God's concern in mind. 
Let me just tell you, this is not, this is, no, God's way, God's plan, there's something else going on here, and you and I need to step into it. And Peter, I'm inviting you into this. This is bigger than you. Your life, your spirituality, your wealth, your influence, your talents, it's bigger than you. We are going towards fulfilling a bigger purpose. It's not about living your best life. No, it's about, it's about representing God the best. Like, that's what it is. Your life, my friend, is not your own. And that, friends, again, you don't want to tell a kid that, right? A kid, you, you know what you want to say? What do you want to be when you grow up? And as an adult Christian, what you need to say is, let me tell you what you need to do to grow up. And what you need to grow up is, um, yeah, you, you got to do, do a couple things. What are those things? Well, you got to deny yourself. What? What kind of nonsense is that? Well, adults do that kind of stuff. Adults do that kind of stuff. Um, you have to take up your cross. You want me to literally take up a cross? No, no. People do that, but that's not what he's saying. He's saying my cross is that I am going to um, go down a path of suffering that, by the way, I don't want to do. In fact, I mean, in a couple of days, we're going to go to a garden, and I'm actually going to pray, pray, pray that this cup of suffering will be taken away from me. But it's my cross to bear. It's my suffering. I'm going to, walk, I'm going to choose the path of, of suffering and sacrifice. I'm going to do that. I'm going to put aside my agenda. I'm going to be humble enough to do that. And then I'm going to walk the path of sacrifice. And then I'm going to follow. And then I want you to follow me. I want you to understand that being led by God and fulfilling what God has for you has, is the biggest purpose. And it's the biggest source of fulfillment in your life. It's allowing God to lead you. It's where you you, you, you realize that there's so much beauty and so much peace and so much uh, joy in it. You see, you and I, as humans, we, we are all about, you know, either the, the destination or the journey, right? We're all about that. We're like, okay, well, this is a journey and that's the destination. And with God, he's saying, no, the, the, the journey is the destination. Like me walking with you forever in eternity and beyond is the purpose. And so here's what I want you to do as adults. I want you to move away from always being right and having your way. If you find yourself wanting to be right all the time and having your way, it's going to be very hard for you and I to deny ourselves. If you're always wanting to like um, uh, find the most comfortable path for you, to do the most easiest thing for you, to always take the road less uh, with less stress. If your goal in life is just to lose uh, the stress in your life, if that's the biggest thing in your life, then, um, then maybe, maybe that's not necessarily an adult thing. What about if it's always about your needs? Uh, if it's always about an emergency? Have you met someone, they always have an emergency? You know who has emergencies? Kids. Kids. They walk in and they're like, let me just tell. I'm like, hold on, we're busy. What's going on? I'm in the bathroom. Like, you're like, what are you doing? Well, this, this, this could wait. This could wait. I mean, I locked the door for a purpose. 
Like, how'd you get in here? Like, it's, 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 it's always an emergency. Man, but, but adults understand that, right? Adults understand that. So you wake up. So what is God waking you up to? Maybe, maybe you're, you've been stuck in stage two, and now today you're listening, you're watching, you're here, you're going, wow, maybe I need to wake up to some things. See, that's the beautiful thing, though, because when you wake up, you realize that you're bigger than the good and the evil inside of you. You're more than that. You realize that, uh, that you're not alone and that you can't do what you want to do alone. And then also, when you wake up, you actually move into, I call, stage four. And stage four is, is, is not, not like this experiencing what you shouldn't, shouldn't do. You begin to actually release yourself to God. So stage, um, stage four is just releasing. It's, it's, it's allowing yourself to kind of, to just show up to whatever God wants you uh, to do. It's, it's putting yourself in a place where you go, uh, where you are in a place where you go, um, I know all the things I should and should not do. I know all the decisions, but I, I'm comfortable in this. I am in him and he is in me. I don't think a lot of people get there, friends. See, that stage four is when you go, hold, I, I, my life doesn't make any sense because the, the, the joy, the, the influence, the, the blessings that I'm receiving, all of, I shouldn't have them. I shouldn't have them. And, and I know things are falling apart or things are not perfect, but I'm super content. Stage four is like, stage four is when I say, you're a holy fool. You're holy fool. You're holy because you're fully complete. You're holistic. Like everything is good. Everything is good. You're like um, spirit, soul, and body. That's what holy means, to be integrated. Integ uh, I can't even say the word. Okay? You're, you're, you, you become a person, and, and actually in, in the Greek, it's called the word sozo. And that's what Jesus would use when you, you would say you're healed. He's saying you're, you've made, been made whole, as in not just you can walk now. No, there's more to that. A holy, and, and, and a fool has been, you go, it makes, it's, it's foolishness to the world that why I should be content and why I should have this peace. But I'm a holy fool. See, that's where I think we need to get to. Because if we don't ever get there, the, the things that, um, that we are wrestling through in this world, they're going to, uh, they're going to ruin us, friends. They're going to just ruin us. They're going to, they're, we're going to collapse. We're going to collapse. I was talking to um, a friend of mine, pastor friend of mine in India this week, and uh, we were actually on a call with uh, our sister church in Italy and another, uh, some other people uh, globally as well. And, and uh, I just let him talk, and, and uh, man, I could see in his eyes. And he's like, man, I, and he leads a big organization, and um, he has 120 staff, and I was asking him about what was going on in his part of India, and he was like, man, it's actually worse than what media is, uh, is communicating. In my world, it's kind of worse. And he, then he said this, he said, in fact, um, he said, in my world, I don't know, I don't know of a family um, that hasn't had someone die in that family. And I could just feel the weight, you know, of him going, oh, what do I do? What do I do? What, what, 
what, what, what, what, what do I do? And I'm so glad that we were able to just kind of just be there for him. I just, I just wonder, like, I think suffering will take place and things will happen and it'll make some of us just grow up. Because that's what suffering does, right? That's what death does sometimes. It makes you just grow up really fast. Um, but I think for some of us, I think we need to just grow up intentionally. So let's do that. Let's stand together. Let's allow God to speak to us this morning. Could you close your eyes for a second? Where are you? Are you, uh, you're, you just learning right now? Or you're just focused on doing? Maybe you're experiencing this, this wake-up call. Maybe you're at a point of going, you know, I just want to learn to just release. I want to just release myself, my hopes and dreams, all those things. Father, I, I just pray that uh, as we come to you in this moment, I know we're going to sing a song, and I know for some of us we're going to go light a candle or, or receive communion. Others of us might go to the cross. And then, God, some of us might just sit and have an adult conversation with you for the very first time. God, I pray that we would do that. And God, for some of us, we've never had a conversation with you. And so I pray that today would be the day. Today would be the day that they would just open themselves to you and say, Jesus, I, uh, this is who I am. I, I give you who I am. I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. Would you show yourself to me? Would you reveal yourself to me? God, God I know that as I did you showed up for me. And I know you like to show up for everyone. So God, I pray that whatever we do, we respond. We respond today. Whatever you have for us, God. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.